It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 24th of October. Jazz get night one. Donovan is fabulous. The open looks are still there. We'll break it all down for you. It's coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. I know we usually do a Thursday morning live show today. Doesn't Didn't quite work out that way uh, today, so I hope that's all right for you. Uh, we did give you postcast, and Ron and I give you on the floor live as well. Jazz win their opener. We'll be breaking it down for you. Look at shot quality. Look at some of the aspects of it. Some interesting night for the new teammates. Uh, we'll look at all of that coming up for you in the program. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, a lot of post-game coverage for you at utahjazz.com slash lockedonjazz. Empty the noggin. Amanda Smith did a nice job with Jazz Game Rewind today. And then there's postcast with Ron Boone. So we've got a lot of different coverage for you on uh, at utahjazz.com slash lockedonjazz. And the old school bookmark that or create it as a little homepage icon or whatever you want to do with it. Uh, the Utah Snowmobile Show starts tomorrow, 3 to 9, at the Mountain America Expo Center on State Street. Uh, 10 to 6 on Saturday. The Utah Snowmobile Show is presented by Fly Racing, Utah Snowmobile Association, Snow West. It's really it's kind of the biggest snowmobile show you can get out in the Intermountain region. People come from all around. They've got the booths for Articat and Ski-Doo and Polaris filled with all the 2020 snowmobiles. Plus, if you're looking for riding gear, coats, snowsuits, pants, boots, helmets, gloves, it's all there. It's, I mean, it is... This is great. So uh, the big, fast, lightweight, modified mountain sleds will all be there. Some of the most unique custom snowmobiles in the sport are going to be there. It's all at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy, 3 to 9 on Friday, 10 to 6 on Saturday at the Mountain America Expo Center. Well, the story in my book coming into the season has been the Jazz have built their roster in a manner by which their two best players have to be great. And or if the Jazz are going to be super great, they have to be. That They're the guys. They're the two guys who can kind of change things. Well, guess what? Both of them were great last night. Donovan Mitchell, late in the game. Rudy Gobert, defensively throughout the game, carried the guys to the win. That's, that's what you want. I mean, as much as, hey, it's neat to have Emmanuel Moutier make his plays, and as much as it's awesome to have a, a big play here and there, your, your main guys have to get it done. Donovan was just remarkable uh late did not take a shot in the first quarter did not have his first field goal till I think about the six minute mark of the second quarter then he had uh I think if I have it right he had 10 in the second eight in the third and 14 in the fourth and more than the 14 in the fourth he can he just showed a calmness and a maturity of knowing exactly what he was trying to get what Quinn was trying to get, executing it, um, coming for the right angles. A spread floor, I think, changed the game for him. You know, he, we saw him do some things. He's always been a pretty good fourth-quarter player. I think that was also largely because the floor was more spread in the fourth quarter. Uh, but tonight you saw him just make a bunch of different plays late that were really special. So there's, you know, he... They go and hunt Gallinari. 
And he he drives, gets a layup with four minutes left, gets another layup with 3.15 left. So he's got Gallinari on the switch, and he's he's just going at Gallinari. Quinn's getting him switched over to their least good defensive player, and Donovan goes after it. Um, then there's the relentlessness of Donovan. Donovan gets Gallinari again, misses, gets his own rebound, misses, gets his own rebound again, kicks it out. Conley ends up missing the three. Next time down, Donovan drives, kicks it back out to Royce for a three by Royce. Now they've had enough, right? So they're not going to let Donovan seemingly do it again, and he does do it again. With 54 seconds left, he gets another layup. Now they finally decide, okay, I'm going to put Diallo in on instead of Gallinari, and the Jazz adjust perfectly. Donovan reads it perfectly. Gobert sets a monster pick to free uh, Donovan, and Donovan rises from 19 feet with Adams dropping, which interestingly enough is a big defensive switch for the way that Oklahoma City plays the pick and roll compared to the way they used to. They, they're they dropping Adams. He's always been an up-on-the-ball kind of trapper. And Donovan nails it. And that's where, you know, you want to avoid mid-range shots and all. But at that moment of that game, that's the shot. Like, that's that's a good shot. You need a bucket. That's a higher percentage shot. You don't need to step behind three. I mean, that's, that's just smart basketball. But more importantly... There's two aspects of that play if you go back and watch it and you're going to keep... Presented by Siegfried and Jensen. There we go. Is First off, Gobert just sets an awesome pick. And when we talk about the best bigs in the league, this is something that we do not talk about enough. Because he just kills Diallo. Now, Diallo, as good a defensive player he is, is probably not used to fighting through picks very often, right? He's a bigger guy, probably plays three or four. Three or three. So Rudy sets just a perfectly angled pick. Donovan waits the right amount of time. Donovan gives a little wiggle to his left and then bursts by right. And Diallo is just, I mean, he is Velcroed to Rudy Gobert's left hip. And it allows Don, and Adams drops back, probably uncomfortable playing that defense he doesn't play very often. But this is such a good play by so many people. Also, Mike Conley's in one corner. Joe Ingles is in the other corner, and there's just a world of space for Donovan. It looks like Dame Lillard, actually, in Portland's system. And that's where Donovan buries his 30th point of the night on that pull-up jumper. But the the coolest part about that is the little things. You know, frankly, there's a key play in the Lakers-Clippers game the other night where Anthony Davis does the exact opposite, sets a terrible pick that doesn't let LeBron free, then goes and does a half-hearted post up and his half-hearted post up then LeBron turns it over on a bad pass because Davis never got free these are the that's a winning play by Rudy Gobert that's a winning play by Donovan Mitchell to make the shot not enough people will talk about what a monster pick that was and with the floor spread Conley in one corner Ingles being hugged in the right corner Royce O'Neal on the others Bogdanovich didn't close tonight either due to the ankle or just because we needed a defender out there to deal with Gilgis Alexander and Royce did a nice job. Uh, Donovan with the pull-up jumper nailed it. So really, and, and then if we go early in this game, Rudy Gobert was completely dominant early in this game. Uh, fabulously so. And all night, frankly, the Jazz only allowed Oklahoma City to take 30% of their shots at the rim. That was what uh, Milwaukee held people to last year that was number one in the NBA. 
More importantly, Oklahoma City was 7 of 20 at the rim. So not only when they got to the, they didn't get to the rim, and then when they did get to the rim, they missed. Steven Adams was 0 for 5 in the first quarter because he just had to deal with Rudy and was really kind of not as effective for the rest of the night after that. Uh, the Jazz forced Oklahoma City into 41% of their shots being mid-range shots. That's Rudy. The Jazz only allowed four corner threes the entire game. That's Rudy. So Rudy was great. The defense was great. They came out in the first quarter, and then they fouled a little bit more than they wanted in the second and third quarters, but they, and they weren't quite as great. But frankly, you know, you, they were brilliant in the first and fourth quarters. And in this day and age in the NBA, if you're brilliant defensively in two quarters, you're going to win. The offense was not. The Jazz actually took 33 mid-range shots and only 24 threes. So uh, maybe that's because guys were missing them, and so they got reluctant, and Mike had a, you know, a nightmare night. Um, but the overall, I would say, the, you know, the Jazz half-court offense was not, was not good last night. Um, they actually kind of won this game by getting out in transition uh, at a higher rate than they usually do, a, an above-average rate. About 17% of their possessions were in transition. That's, that, they survived that while the offense did not click at all last night. It'll be interesting to see uh, as, as we move forward when it does click and when it doesn't because uh, that, that, they were not good offensively last night. But the, my big point right out of the shoot is, you know, we know kind of usually what we're going to get out of Conley. We didn't get it last night, but we still got a pretty good performance. You know what you're getting out of Boyan. You know what you're getting out of Ed Davis. You know what you're getting out of Jeff Green. The way this roster has been built. And so um, what you need is, and, and what every great team needs is their stars to be fabulous. And our stars were fabulous last night. And so the Jazz get night one. Uh, and there were a bunch of people there from Intercap last night who were happy. I love this text. Middle, uh, I, I finished the game. I, it came in during the middle of the game. I didn't, I didn't get it during the middle of the game. Uh, from Brock Worthen, who is <clears throat> the CEO over it, or president over at Intercap. We have a group of 53 here at the game from Intercap South Ogden Branch. 52 good guys. One OKC fan slipped through HR somehow. Well, hopefully that one person was really disappointed in their night. Intercap Lending is where Steve Carter is. And some of you might know a good friend of mine from, boy, we go way back. He interned for me because I'm so old. Uh, Jason Shepard. Jason Shepard uh, sent me an email ways back and said, hey, is Intercap really that good? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so Jason emailed me last night or a few days ago, three days ago. You were absolutely right about Steve and Intercap Lending. After talking with Steve for the first time on September 30th, we signed papers today on our refinance of a one-year-old home and vineyard in Utah County. Steve was polite, thorough of a guy and elite uh, lender as I've dealt with. He answered every question, followed up every time he said he would, and he did it all without being put one bit pushy. He was fantastic. Our experience with him and Intercap was great. And, oh, we also uh, saved a nice chunk of change. That's what Intercap is all about that's what Steve Carter's all about those uh continually coming in with these reviews and I love it when I hear a a locked on person went to him even someone like um Jason we we saved that same hunk of change it's been it's been mammothly important uh for us throughout so give Steve Carter a call he's our locked on jazz uh personal lender 385-800-8528 they have a corporate rate for us so give Steve a call 385-800-8528 Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. 
multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. I thought last night was an interesting moment for the Jazz getting to know their new teammates. So there's five primary new teammates for the Jazz. Uh, let's deal with, with three of them. Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Emmanuel Moutier. Uh, no one doubts, you know, Mike Conley as a player. No one doubts Boyan as a player. Probably some of these guys wonder about Emmanuel a little bit. And you wonder just who they are. Like, who are you going to battle with? You don't really know that. Well, Mike Conley last night goes one of 16. It's the worst shooting night he's had of his career. Pretty, there's, you know, not, He's not absent of other bad nights, but this one seems statistically to be the worst. He goes to the free throw line late in the game. He makes a free throw in kind of in a self-deprecating fashion, turns around, works the crowd, kind of saying, holy smokes, I finally made one. Donovan's busting up laughing. It's a minor thing, uh, or maybe not minor. Like, it actually sends a little message to the guys, like, all right, I'm totally aware that I've been brutal tonight. Uh, by the way, he was plus one in his plus minus while going one for 16. That's awfully hard to do. Uh, he he kind of sent, you know, self-deprecating, humble. Like, it told you a lot, I think, about who he is as a person. Uh, so I thought that was a subtly big moment for the Jazz last night. Boyan Bogdanovich turns his ankle, looked awful, in the second quarter. And, I mean, I'm thinking weeks, months. Actually, I can't tell if it's not an Achilles because I couldn't see whether he got hit or not. And I'm like, oh, no, this is, like, it looks bad. He's going to the locker room. He comes out and starts the second half. He shoots 6 of 14 last night, 1 of 5 from 3. I don't think he could get the lift off his off his leg for the three-point shots in the second half. He didn't make one. Uh and then you suddenly go look at, you know, we don't know a lot about him. You go look at his career. He's played 78, 79, 81, 80, and 81 games. The, the awesome part about this is that he just sent the message to his teammates, I'm tough as I'll get out. Like, I might be quiet, but now if you're wondering, I'm tough as I'll get out on the opening night of the NBA season, that one would have been easy to sit the second half. Now, whether that ankle's ready to go on sat on Friday and Saturday, I don't know. Because sometimes it's worse the next day. I'll be stunned if he practiced today, but who knows? It was a weird play when I finally saw the replay. Uh, I think it was Gilgis Alexander kind of steps back, gets the front of his foot, and then he rolls it It's uh, that way. So it was kind of weird. But again, like... Subtle, like, who are we going to battle with? Like, I know he can shoot it. I know he can do it. But you don't really know. Like, you know that Royce O'Neal is the guy who 
came to the Jazz free agent workout, lost his tooth in the didn't tell anyone they found the tooth on the floor. They then told find out who it was, made him go to the doctors, and he practiced on the two a day that night because he wanted to make the team. Like you, you hear those stories, you got a pretty good idea who Royce O'Neal is, and we saw that because I don't know what happened to Roy. Th- Royce O'Neal's actually, I think it might have been his thumb, not a finger, the way it was taped later, but I'm pretty far away, so I couldn't totally tell. And he ends up going six for six, playing 30 minutes last night, having 14 points, and he got banged up. Like, we're not surprised by that from Royce. We kind of know that's coming, but it's, a, you know, that's just a subtle little message. Uh, and I thought that Boyan Bogdanovich sent that same subtle message. The other one is Emmanuel Moutier on a night where Mike Conley was off, played really, really well, both offensively and defensively. Uh, played 23 minutes, had 12 points, 6 of 11 shooting, did not go to the line, 5 assists, no turnovers, plus 4. He was terrific. And those transition points and opportunities I talked about that really won the game while the Jazz half-court offense was a little bit of a mess um, were largely predicated by Royce O'Neal and Emmanuel Moutier getting out and going last night. Um, the pace of play in this game was like 100 possessions, which I think is going to turn out to just be right on league average, so nothing special. But... Moutier did grasp those opportunities, and as I said, I think the Jazz were in about 18% of their, according to cleaning the glass, in about 18% of their possessions were, um, 17% of their possessions were fast-break possessions, and they were great on them. Last year, when the Jazz got in fast-break, they were terrible. Tonight, they were really good. Um, so that is, that is certainly a, you know, and they were good off misses. Not only off steals, but off misses, which I think is important. Uh, that you that you run off misses in in a pretty nice way. Uh, that, those are those are important little notes on how this team is changing and and multiple ball handlers and and what they're able to do. Few other notes for you on last night's game. Then we'll look around the league in our uh, in a moment. The uh, defensive rebounding was a big question mark coming in. The Jazz actually had a pretty decent night in defensive rebounding. Um, the Jazz had eighty percent of all defensive rebounds. That's a great number. Uh, that will that will do well for you. I think it's in about the you know middle of the little above middle of the pack, about twenty two, twenty three percent. So seventy six, seventy seven percent. They were at eighty, so they're better. So that was great. Uh, the Jazz, who were turnover stricken last year, did not turn it over, but they also didn't move the ball last night. Um, so they did not turn it over, which is good. But I didn't feel like the regular ball movement, the regular pinging around the gym, or any of those things were taking place like they usually do. Uh, so I'm, I might be willing to take a turnover or two. Uh, to be able to get that ball movement back. I didn't feel like that was jazz offense. I thought they got stagnant one-on-one. Uh, really what I felt like as good as this transition is, I thought they, they rushed up the floor and then when they rushed up the floor, they never got into their flow. Like I think they used to run up the floor to get into their actions. Quinn's tried to give them more freedom to let them run up the floor and make plays because they have better offensive players. And if you didn't kind of get them into the action, then you end up with kind of early pull-up threes from guys last year that weren't very good shots. And so I think Quinn's trying to get them to, to go a little bit. But the flip side of it was it did not feel as though that they did a, as nearly as good a job as they usually do uh, with the ball uh, kind of bouncing around the gym. Now, as much as that said, here's an interesting note for you. Um, the Jazz last night... QSQ, which is, you know, shot quality, was through the roof. Uh, Only the Chicago Bulls of teams that have played so far this year, so 26 teams have played. We'll get Milwaukee and Houston tonight and then two others that haven't played yet. The Warriors haven't played and somebody else. Um, Only the Chicago Bulls had better shot quality than the Jazz last night. 
interesting, Chicago, Utah, Phoenix, Orlando, and New York were the top shot quality teams in the league last night or through two nights of the season. Uh, just so the worst were Detroit, Denver, Oklahoma City, Jazz defense, Sacramento, and the Pelicans. To me, it's just what's interesting about this is I just so fundamentally believe the Jazz are w- win games because of their offensive and defensive shot distribution allotment. And here in night one, it, it showed again. The Jazz, if average players are taking the shots by the Jazz, they would have shot 55% effective field goal percentage. They shot 48, so they had a really bad shooting night, and they won, which is pretty impressive. Oklahoma City uh, would have been 50. They had a bad shooting night, too, and um, the Jazz forced that and survived it. So those are kind of interesting little tidbits there uh, for you. DirecTV and AT&T are together as one. It gives you great opportunities to save money, get super experiences, and you can do it with our guy Eric over at Stealth Media. Check over StealthMedia.com. That's StealthMedia.com. Or call 385-399-4186. The few things they've got going for you, obviously, DirecTV has Sunday NFL ticket, so that's a great one. If you want to build the new man cave, Eric has great TV sets. They're cheaper than Best Buy uh, for the man caves. And uh, he has a $100 gift certificate for you as well if you tell him we're locked on jazz. His number, again, is 385-399-4186. gift card for you. Direct TV and AT&T. If you're going to make the switch, bring them together, save money, get the best coverage, take it on the go. Uh, you also, by the way, uh, when you're streaming AT&T, uh, Direct TV through AT&T, you do not end up getting the data charges on that. So absolutely... Uh, a great deal for you on that if you're looking to kind of hold the desk. You can build a really neat package. Eric and the crew over at Stealth Media can do that for you. Again, 385-399-4186. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited but with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now, now, the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com com slash locked on uh i did not get a, a great chance to watch a ton of games locked on nba uh today i had ben golliver on the show that's available for you and ben did watch a ton of games so we went through um a lot of notes uh for you um and you can check that out i thought there were a few things that were probably kind of worth taking a quick gander at tonight uh today i want to make sure i haven't forgotten anybody uh, that was worth a mention on our game. Uh, you know, our lineup that we're so interested in of Conley, Mitchell, 
Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Gobert, I think, played one minute together all of last night. Um, you know, Royce is playing great, and so maybe you don't need to do it. Um, but it is it is the one drawback, as I've talked about, of not starting that lineup is that it gets awfully hard to get them on the floor. Um, you know, that's just that's just kind of that's an unfortunate kind of unfortunate reality to what happens uh, in the game. Player hustle stats. We always like to give you those. I forgot about that uh, back from last year. Player hustle stats. Screen assists last night. Rudy Gobert, 14, 29 points off of screen assists last night for Rudy Gobert. He contested 19 shots last night. He had 13 defensive box outs. It's a pretty big night. Uh, Royce O'Neal had three deflections. Mike Conley had four. The Jazz had 11 overall. On loose ball recoveries, we did not have one. I don't know what that means, but we did not um, have one. But the Jazz, uh, 15 contests by Rudy Gobert is a pretty neat number uh, to see there in that. Um, On the lineup data last night, uh, our the Conley, Bogdanovich, Gobert, O'Neal, Donovan, Mitchell lineup played nine minutes together. They were outscored the opponents 16 to 16 to 12. Conley, Royce, Joe, Jeff Green, and Ed Davis played the second most amount of minutes together. Played seven minutes. They were outscored 17 to 7. So that's a bench unit with Conley as your primary scorer. Uh Emmanuel Moutier, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert. That's a small spread out lineup with Moutier. That's the lineup we're interested in, except for it usually has Conley. They were even 13-13 in seven minutes. Um, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert. So that's what Quinn closed with. Six minutes outscored the opponents by the score of 20-9. And one other lineup that was very good last night was Emmanuel Moutier, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Jeff Green, Rudy Gobert. They outscored the opponents 18-9. to um, So pretty good. Interesting just to see all that. All right, quick scan of a few things last night that I thought were interesting. Uh, Phoenix blasts Sacramento. I think, you know, my numbers had Phoenix as a borderline playoff team. They're, they have 240 minutes of NBA play, which they just didn't used to have, right? They're starting Rubio, Booker, Aiton, Saric, and Oubre. Those are all NBA players. Kaminsky, Baines, uh, Bridges, Carter off the bench is probably their weakest unit there. Uh, Johnson, the rookie, played. That's pretty much a solid NBA player at every position. Both Devin Booker and Ricky Rubio had 10 assists last, or double-digit assists. Ricky had 11, so 11-6 and 11 for... 11-6-11 11-6-11 and 11 for Ricky on his debut, which is kind of cool. Uh, so interesting to watch. And, uh, and you know, really, De'Aaron Fox did not have a very good game. And uh, Bogdanovich for Sacramento was one of ten. So interesting, just a lot of expectations in Sacramento, and they get blasted. This is where I love the Lockdown Podcast Network because you go grab these. Minnesota wins last night despite Kyrie having 50. Interesting two things. We talked about this a little bit on Lockdown NBA, but Carl Anthony Towns has an amazing night. 36, 14, three assists, seven threes. Andrew Wiggins has the opposite. 10 of 27, 23 of his 27 shots were uh, two-point attempts. Woo! Uh, But that's interesting. Brooklyn is a team I had I really liked when the season started. Still like them, I mean, just because they lost one game. 
uh, doesn't. Denver, uh, Portland lost last night. The bench unit that my numbers did not like did not play well. Bazemore, 1 of 7. Tolliver, 0 of 1. Hazonia, 0 of 3. Simons, 2 of 7. That's that's the issue for them, is what happens there. Um, so much talk about Jokic's weight, I have not seen it to know uh, whether it's that bad. I just downloaded the game to watch Denver-Portland uh, on our way to the our way to L.A. today. Uh, and then Philadelphia blows by Boston, but Gordon Hayward actually had a really big game, 25 points, huge drive numbers, so aggressive and probably feeling good about himself again. Uh, good to see. Ben Simmons was monstrous, 24 points, 8 and 9 in that one. Uh, you know, we don't keep as close an eye of the Eastern Conference. The one question was whether Philadelphia would be this unbelievable defensive team or not, and it does opening night said they did Grayson Allen last night one of five from three 21 minutes so not a great night uh, for him the defenses outdid the offenses last night across the board there were nine teams last night in the NBA that had an offensive rating of below 100 nine teams really kind of surprising uh, to see that and see that many teams kind of have bad shooting nights when you when usually the offense is what's ahead of of the defense in the NBA. Keep an eye on Lori Markinen. It was against Charlotte last night, and they did lose. But Markinen had 35-17, and 17, and he's just prime for that year three uh, bust out. P.J. Washington, rookie for Charlotte, 27 points. Josh Lloyd, I don't know. He had a car accident in the family, so I don't know if he'll get locked on fantasy basketball out today, but he'll have some interesting... He'd have some interesting thoughts on that. And Luca and Chris Tapp's debut goes well against Washington, who's not good. I mean, start, they do not have 240 minutes. They don't have a starting five. Um, so that's, you know, uh, Donkic had 34. Porzingis had 23. Both of them look great. We'll just see. That's, there's, there's some teams that rosters are really lacking here early in the season. Uh, and, and when you're lacking early in the season, holy smokes. Um, Trey Lyles, by the way, started for San Antonio, had eight points and 11 rebounds last night. He is starting as their kind of, uh, I guess he's starting as their four. Aldridge starting as their five. Jakob Pertle did not start um, last night. So uh, interesting just kind of to see Trey Lyles try to rejuvenate his career. Went three of four. He only took one three. Uh, Maybe they'll have him stop taking threes. He was kind of the worst three-point shooter in the league last year. All right, that's a quick rundown. Fun one. Go to to utahjazz.com slash lockdownjazz. Get all the latest. Empty the noggin. Jazz game rewind. Postcast. It's all there for you after every jazz game. We'll come to you from L.A. tomorrow. Jazz are practicing today. Follow me on Instagram at dlock09. I'll try to get more information for you. It's It's all right here on Locked on Jazz. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.